and welcome to Gateway Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us. If you find our podcast is helping you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. Enjoy the message. <laughs> hey, honesty first, right? Hey, thanks guys so much for, for coming tonight. Um, I know we would have rather been, you know, swimming in the pool all the way up to now, so... I would have too. So thanks for coming. Let's go ahead and jump into some announcements and uh, we can get started with tonight's service. So um, we actually have a digital connect card now on our website. So if you end up listening to this after the fact online, uh, you can find that on gatewayvineyard.org's website. Uh, There should be a button on there for connect card. So make sure you fill that out for us. We just want to know Uh, who's here and also who's listening to us after the fact so we can connect with you too. So thanks for for that. We have a women's brunch coming up this Saturday at Copper Creek Restaurant in Granger. Women, who's going to that? All right, halfway. All right, we'll work on it. (laughs) You can sign up for that event on our website, gatewayvineyard.org. That way we can know like how many people are coming and we can reserve a table for you guys as well. Um, there's no slide for this, but uh, we were gifted some stuff uh, from South Bend Vineyard and we're looking to see if we can pick that stuff up on Saturday, June 26th around 9 a.m. So I'm looking for some like volunteers if you guys are available, just let me know. If you can do that, there'll be plenty of stuff to, to help kind of load. There'll be some uh, coffee stuff, some chairs, some TVs, some electrical stuff. It'll be, it'll be kind of like a moving day, like if you're moving your house. So um, we're just trying to figure out what date works best. And, you know, Saturday would work better for most people because they work. But if there's another time that you can help out, I'm going to have a key starting this week so we can go in there and and pick out what we need to. So just let me know um, because it would be nice for us to kind of get that stuff out of there as soon as we can and uh, help Southman Vineyard out um, since they need to kind of prepare to give the building back uh, to the landlord. So just let me know. Uh, There's no sign up for that or anything. Just let me know so that I can know who's coming. And just as a reminder, there is no service on 4th of July. We're going to post about that and send out an email just so that you don't show up and no one's here. So (laughs) that wouldn't be very fun. And lastly, July 23rd, uh, we have our beach day. Um, So that's going to be at Life Action Camp. And we're just going to have some fun, good old fellowship and that kind of thing. So that is an event that you can bring your friends to. So I totally... uh, encourage you to start inviting people and sign them up on the website just so we can know who's coming or if you don't know how to do that just contact one of us and say hey I've got this many people coming how many friends are you guys bringing couple so is that two or three both I like it five friends look at that overachiever over here okay who else is bringing people Got takers. Can you beat five? Yeah. Okay. See, now you got to bring 10. 
It's a challenge. Challenge accepted. Um, so yes, let's go ahead and we'll we'll invite people to that because it'll be a good time of fellowship and and there's all kinds of things to do on on the property if you guys have been there. If you haven't, it's a good time. So I'm excited for that. So hopefully we can get as many people as we can uh, to come celebrate with us. So that's it for that. Uh, we don't pass a plate here at the church uh, for offering, but we do. We have text to give. We have online giving. We also have a box in the back uh, where you can uh, donate. You can donate on the website as well. So uh, thank you guys for generosity. I'm going to go ahead and pray for the offering, and then we can jump into the message. So God, thank you so much for um, just loving us through providing for us. We just want to show love back to you by giving you a portion of what is yours. And we just pray that um, that you may bless these funds, God, that we may be able to do your your good works with them. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, who's ever broken a bone? One, two. Anyone on this side? What What have you guys broken? Ooh. Okay, over here, what have you broken? Foot, okay, what else? Arm. So I've broken two things in my life. Uh, I'm going to tell you both of those stories. So the first time I broke something, I was probably, yeah, I think I was in the sixth grade. I was in the eighth grade, the second time. I'll start with the second time. Second time I broke something, I was in the eighth grade, and we were in gym class, and... Um, you may not be able to tell now, but I was one of the, the better kids in gym. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty good. And I think we were playing soccer or something like that. And I either dove to, to swat the ball or kick the ball or something. And I landed wrong and I broke my ankle. So right on the spot on the gym floor, didn't get to finish the game. Um, I had to, you know, they... They didn't airlift me. They just picked me up, took me to the sidelines. Uh, <laughs> my parents came and got me. I went to the doctor, and I had a cast on for three months. So that was the first time that I broke, or the second time I broke something. The first time that I broke something, I, I broke my wrist. And I was probably in the sixth grade at this time. And what happened was my parents were at work. And we had a babysitter who was probably watching TV, now that I think about it. My parents explicitly told us that we could not ride our bikes while they were gone or without supervision. But guess what I did? I rode my bike. So being the cool kid I was, I tried to make a super sharp turn coming back onto the sidewalk. And as soon as I made that turn, I fell on the side of my wrist and broke my wrist. Now, I didn't know that my wrist was broken. I just felt, you know, a lot of pain. So in order to not get in trouble with my parents, I went in the house and I took a shower. And then I faked falling in the tub so that they wouldn't find out that I rode my bike when I wasn't supposed to. So I ended up uh, going to bed that night because I didn't know it was broken. So I was like, hey, my arm just hurt. So in the morning, they're like, hey, does your arm still hurt? 
Uh, so my arm still hurt that morning. So they took me to the doctor, did an x-ray. Yes, my, my wrist was definitely broken. And to be honest, I don't actually think my parents know that that's what happened to this day. But they'll know now. Uh, but I tell you those stories because sometimes I wish I could see what is ahead of me. Sometimes I wish I could see what the future held for me. If I would have known that riding my bike would have caused me to break my wrist, I probably wouldn't have rode my bike, right? I would have done something else. I would have stayed in the house. Or if I would have known that playing in gym class that day would have made me break my ankle, I probably would have done something different and tried to avoid that. But today, we're going to talk about the divine power that Jesus has, and that was the power of foreknowledge, the power of knowing what was going to happen to him. Now, have you guys ever wished you could see the future? That probably would have made you change how things went or changed how uh, what, whatever the next step was, you would have probably chosen to do something different. But Jesus knew, and he didn't do that. He kept on with the plan that God has had for him. So just to kind of do a, a backtrack of our series, we're still in the series of John. Uh, first, we talked about Jesus being God, right? Jesus being three in one, one of the Trinity. Then we also learned that... Um, he is the way to our salvation, right? We learned that he's a miracle worker. And today, we are going to learn that he knows the future. That he has the divine knowledge to know what's going to happen. So the title of today's message is Jesus' Divine Foresight. And I'm going to pray and uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the message. So God, thank you uh, for this opportunity that we get to come and just worship you. And we just pray that you may speak to us through your word today. Just meet us all where we are this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys got your Bibles with you? <laughs> or your phones, that's fine. Uh, let's go ahead and pull up John chapter 12. We're going to be in John chapter 12 today. And we're going to start on verse 20. I'm going to go ahead and read out loud, or if you want to follow along on your phones, um, you can go ahead and do that. No, John, you're not crazy. We don't have slides for it, so you're fine. <laughs> so let's start. Verse 20. Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. And Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. 
My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that was there heard it. Sorry, the crowd that was there heard it said, It had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, This voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must die and be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, You're going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before the darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of the light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. See, Jesus describes that he will die, right? And he describes the way that he'll die and the purpose of his death for God's glory. And from this point on, Jesus tells his disciples the many details of his death. They tell him what's going to happen after he dies. See, Jesus had the divine power of foreknowledge of knowing what was going to happen to him. Now, let me ask you this. What would you do if you knew God's plan for your life or even... Yeah, what would you do if you knew that God's plan for your life was to die for other sins? If you knew what tomorrow had to bring, if you knew that in a week I'm going to be in a position where this is going to happen and this is going to (laughs) happen, I'll start. If I knew I had to die or if I was going to die to save mankind, I don't know if I can do it. I think I would play the Jonah card and try to run away, and we all know how that ended up for him. But that's one of those things that I humanly don't think I'd be able to do. But it's amazing to me that Jesus knew the pain and the suffering that he was going to have to go through, and he still chose to go through with it. He still chose to follow God's plan. There's an old hymn that says he could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set him free. But he died alone for you and me. Only Jesus could do that.
Going back up to verse 34, it says, The crowd spoke up, We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say, The Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Even the crowd was confused by what Jesus was saying. They didn't understand what he was saying because they could not comprehend that he could see what was going to happen, that he had that power, that divine power of foreknowledge. So that was our first point. Jesus knew about his death. Our second point is Jesus knew about Judas's betrayal. You guys know the story of, Jude, of Brutus? Brutus. Betrayal. Judas's betrayal. <laughs> story of Judas. Takes place John chapter 13, starting in verse 18. Let's go ahead and read it because I, I think this is uh, one of the cooler stories. I am not referring to all of you. I know these I have chosen, but this is to fulfill this passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, Very truly I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another, at a loss to know which one of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this, to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, What you're about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought that Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival or to give to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. See, Jesus knew what was going to happen. Jesus knew that he was going to be betrayed by Judas. He knew even before they broke bread what was going to happen. Even the disciples were confused, like, oh, maybe Jesus is having him go buy something for the festival or something. I also find it interesting that the person who was in charge of the money is the one that, was, that who betrayed Jesus. If we look at 1 Timothy 9, 11 real quick, it says, Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people 
eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, free from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. I just wanted to highlight that for a second. So Jesus betrayed Judas. Sorry. Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. So I dug into it a little bit to see what what the translation is, like how how much 30 pieces of silver was back then and what, what it would translate to now. So In 2021, depending on the coin that was used, the Bible says, it just says silver coins, right? But there's different kinds, but depending on which coin was used, it is anywhere from $91 to $441. That is the range of money in which Judas betrayed Jesus for. I'll let that sink in for a second. That little amount of money is what he betrayed the Lord and Savior for. All that is to say, Jesus was aware of what was happening. And Jesus had the divine foresight to know that, Jesus, that Judas would betray him. And knowing what he knew, He could have stopped it all. He could have prevented it all from happening. But he knew God's divine plan and was not going to get in the way of it. Worship team, come back up. So, what does this mean for us today, though? If we have Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and he has this divine power of knowing what's going to happen, I urge us to put our full trust in him especially when we are in situations that we feel that are beyond reach you might be in a situation where you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring because this is happening at work this is happening at school But I'm telling you, Jesus already knows what's going to happen. And if we truly trust in him and believe that he is our savior and that he he is on our side, he's going to take care of it. He's going to take care of it. 
even in Jesus' position, he knew he was going to die, which was going to be painful, right? But he followed God's plan because of what was going to come out of that. Dying for our sins so that we may have eternal life. So if he would do something like that for us, don't we think he can take care of the much smaller problem that we may be facing right now? He already knows what's going to happen. And he's already taken care of it. Go ahead and stand. I'm going to pray. We'll jump back into worship. God, we just thank you for this message. Thank you for showing us time and time again that you are who you are. That you are the Savior that came to save us. That all the things that you did What you did for us that you could have stopped was really for us. And we just want to praise you and thank you for that this evening. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on our podcast. If you find this message helped you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. We'll see you next time.